Let's talk about Gran Turismo. Let's uh, let's get right into it. You don't have a bumper wait, for this. Start do you? your engines. Wait a second, Nick. Is this an episode of the Midwest Film Nerds podcast? I think it is. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. Today we have two very special guests with us from the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. We have John. Hello. And we have Brian. <laughs> hey. And we are here to talk to you about Neil Blomkamp's Gran Turismo. That is a sentence I never thought I would say in the 11 years that we have been doing the Midwest <laughs> Film Nerds. It's like a Mad and Lib. Yeah. I believe it's 11 years to the day, so happy anniversary to us. No. Uh, Really? Pretty, pretty damn close. Yeah. So oh, that's wow. awesome. What a way to celebrate. Yes. I've prepared some words for the occasion. No, I have not. <laughs> there are no words with Neil Blomkamp's Gran Turismo. That just yes. makes me think we probably missed at least two visual references to Chappie in the movie <laughs> at some point. Like, I'm yeah, there sure was he was super, there. There was a super cluster of PS4s in the background of one shot. That was that was Chappie. Yeah, that and, a, was and a robot was... with a gold chain was like, hello, <laughs> bruv, you know? I'm, I'm going to force myself to watch that movie just so I know what the hell you guys are talking you, about. You oh, really, you've never seen? Like, you no, should for I've the sake of to. seeing it, but don't. Just, just get, don't. Just get very drunk and turn it on because, I mean, that's really... All you need. I think you and Erica movie. should sit and watch it drunk and record the commentary for me to listen to later. Okay. <laughs> how many uh, how many Blomkamp joints have you seen, Brian? I thought this um, was a setup for a joke. Uh, district, <laughs> what, what number was well, it? Nine. <laughs> district nine. Yes. yes, that's correct. I saw that. Um, I think maybe one of the others. Elysium. Elysium. The Matt Damon film. Mm, no, actually, I only saw parts of that one. Mm, okay, so well, I don't think you would have seen his other like horror film that came out during COVID. Would be my guess, but probably. Not. So I guess just District Nine. Well, that's well, good. And also Gran Turismo, the movie oh, we're talking yeah. about today. Oh, You've seen gosh. the best two. That was it. The IMDb synopsis for Gran Turismo says, based on the unbelievable, inspiring true story of a team of underdogs, a struggling working class gamer, a failed former race car driver, and an idealistic motorsport exec who felt who risked to take it all on the most elite. Wow. That makes it, it sound like it's all the same character, the way the that's laid out. The most sport in the world. Yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I also butchered it as well, so that didn't help. In the in the, in the the vein of a normal Film Nerds episode, I could not speak the synopsis. This is going okay. right, right on track. <laughs> uh, this movie stars David Harbour, really, as Jack yes. Salter, Orlando Bloom, Archie Medique as Jan Martinborough. And uh, several other people, including Jimon Hansu as oh yeah, Daddy Martinborough. Uh, we saw this as a preview event for fans. They actually delayed the movie like two or three weeks, yeah, because the fact that what what I read was that they delayed it because of the strikes, because yes. the actors can't promote the film. They want the fans to promote the film. So they did special screenings and like limited release in a few uh, cities uh, this past weekend and this coming weekend. And then the movie, I think, officially comes out 
on the 25th. Uh, according oh, so to, we're a bunch of scabs. We crossed the line. Damn. IMDb. Kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah. Not. I mean, the thing is, nobody listens to our podcast, so I don't feel so bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Except for you, listener. Thank you for listening. Uh, I, didn't, um, I didn't realize we weren't supposed to go see movies. That they didn't ask people to not go see movies, but they have asked podcasts that base content on. Uh, on stri- struck work to not cover that struck work. So, oh, interesting. But so, it's yeah. it's it's all a gray area kind of thing. I don't know. I'm gonna also, hashtag the fuck out of this. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yes, Gran Turismo by Neil Blomkamp. Uh, I think John, what did you think of Gran Turismo by Neil Blomkamp? Okay, going into this, I did not really know what to expect other than I think Brian posted an article where the title was something like Gran Turismo movie gets gamer in the most cringe way or something like that. Like something like that. And I remember uh, reading that and being like, man, like, I don't even know what that means. Right. Because like. (laughs) To be a gamer used to be cringe in and of itself for a while, and now, like, being a gamer, because gamers are predominantly between the ages of 24 and 36, I think, is, like, the main gamer Mm. age, average age, at least. Yeah, you're an outlier. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell's proud of you. Um, But, yeah, like, that being the thing, like, that kind of defines gamer age group like it's not really cringe anymore to be a gamer i guess i don't know but anyways the parts that were gamer-esque in the movie i actually thought were really funny and Mm. it didn't bother me and overall i thought the movie itself was a very enjoyable watch i don't know if i would ever actually pay to see it in a theater unless it was imax because that was epic as shit the screen was huge the sound was loud uh, they had cool music because it's Sony and Sony has rights to some pretty good music all around, uh, including oh God, not limited to Enya, you know, so <laughs> apparently um, Kenny G and Kenny G spoiler yeah, alert, spoiler alert <laughs> that Kenny G anger or whatever he says. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a good watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it like more than I was expecting to. And uh, ultimately, it did what it needed to do. And it has inspired me to start looking at the fancy ass driving sim getups that I can set up in my office to play Gran Turismo on my <laughs> giant television with PlayStation VR TV if I want. You know, like I I have been looking at stupid steering wheels in like car seat setups like for the past week since we saw the movie. And uh it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. So uh, props to Sony's marketing department for getting that one in in the in the game there. You're you're saying they got one. They, they got accomplished yeah. the mission well, and, of one. And I I only the only Gran Turismo game I've ever played was Gran Turismo three on the PlayStation two back in the yeah. day. I haven't played one since. I have I haven't really had the dr- the drive <laughs> to like play a driving <laughs> game of any sort. Sorry, driving sim. Uh, I haven't, I haven't had any like itch to do that, but now like I want to because of this movie, like I'm like, this looks like this for one, having a PSVR two and having everyone on the internet basically be like playing Gran Turismo and PSVR two is the best experience I've ever had in VR period is like, that is awesome to begin with. Mm -hmm. Secondly, this movie makes you want to play the game because it, it's so intense and cool. And like if the graphics are as great as they say they are and like 
they I actually really liked the beginning like five minute mini documentary about the creator of the game and what his vision was. I would love like an actual documentary about the Gran Turismo series like that would be very interesting to watch from a production standpoint because of the amount of detail they put into creating the realism, not just like the sound, but the physics and like, you know, everything that the cars do in terms of, uh, you know, application of like various performance parts and whatnot, like how all that works. Like, I just I find that really interesting from a from a creator uh, perspective. So overall, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, would definitely recommend if you do see it, see it in IMAX if you can. If not, just see it on the biggest possible screen that you can uh, and and go into it. Like, I think if everybody goes into it with like reasonable expectations, I think you'll walk out pretty happy overall sounds good yeah brian anything to add um yeah i i do feel like critics are probably being very harsh on it because i i don't know i think it tells a good story um it's uh it is enjoyable i mean like john said i mean it, it looks and sounds great and i mean the racing scenes are super intense uh the the gaming stuff did make me cringe a bit in the beginning <laughs> with the uh spoiler police chase scene <laughs> that i didn't really appreciate like yeah it's, it's kind of funny but <laughs> i was like when i first saw it i was like oh no is the whole movie going to be like this and it wasn't really <laughs> like i mean yeah they they had the those gamer moments sure but I feel like he, he they didn't moments? play into those too much. And, uh, yeah, David Harbour definitely stole the show. He was hilarious, per usual. Um, but uh, I, th- I felt all the char- characters were were good. It, it, was, all, it was well acted overall. Um, yeah, my experience with Gran Turismo personally is I never played one until seven, which is what is featured in the movie. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I thought you were like a big Gran Turismo guy. Don't you talk about well, it a lot I am on the a show? big racing sim and other like more casual racing games fan, but I always had an Xbox or a PC, so I played the Forza series. I played that oh, that's like, Forza Motorsport from two all the way until seven. And I will definitely be playing the new one when it comes out shortly, I believe in the next month or two. Um, so yeah, uh, I had the PS five GT seven came out. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get that. And then I happened to get lucky. And, uh, one of my friends at my previous job, is really into like playing like racing racing um, sims. Yes, and he upgraded his setup to Fantech stuff like they show in the movie actually, um which is legit and well, that's um, what I've been shopping. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's the kind of stuff you want. Just go I, hard. I think they have different <laughs> they have different tiers of of product, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I mean the specific one for PS5 is only $1300. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But, yeah, yeah, well, I basically uh 
as a hand-me-down, got the uh, Logitech G... I can't remember the name, but it's like the new... One of the newer uh, PlayStation-specific models of Logitech. I think the 930. Force feedback wheels. Um, and it also comes with the uh, shifter. And all I bought was the uh, like the mounting setup for it, which was like 70 bucks. Um but man, that changed everything. Like Gran Turismo really comes alive when you use that shit. It's it's wild. You definitely need to come try it, but also you don't because once you do, you'll be like, man, <laughs> I really want to get a better setup. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is kind of awkward though, and it kind of ruins the whole look of my office because it's just chilling in the corner. And that kind of pisses so me off. It enhances your office. No, you should, no, no. You should I, put it in one of those like children's race car beds. <laughs> well, that would enhance it, but I don't have room for that unless I get rid of my little couch. Oh, my well, I mean, the same thing. You have to make sacrifices, Brian. I like I like the the little couch though because basically I I have my PS5 set up to this monitor that I'm using for my PC and stuff as well. And I just pull the racing set up to here and I use my office chair. I don't have the whole like cockpit set up like some people do. Um, but it works well, pretty if, well. If, like if it my was seat... in a child's racing bed, it could, you could just wheel it over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was saying is nice is when people sit on the couch, it's like they are passengers <laughs> and they can just watch me race from the back seat and backseat drive. It's great. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the next thing. The billionaires will be paying to sit in these F1 races uh, yes. in the back compartment, which would slow down the car too much, to be real. Anyway. But, uh, John, we... Well, John and Alex, we need to combine forces. You guys need to bring the PSVR over here, and then we can use the racing setup so we can have all of it at once, and you can really see what it's like. And then John can hit... Uh, uh, by now on that Fantech setup as soon exactly. as he sits down in it. But, um, th throw up from the realism. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I have too much else to say about it. God, I, I guess so cool. from my standpoint of having played all the Forza games, like I knew all the tracks that they were highlighting and that was exciting to me. Like, their yeah. burn ring is fucking amazing. And it was cool to see it shot so well in that movie. Um, Lamon obviously is legendary, and that was cool. And yeah, I, I wish they had shown a few more tracks that I liked, but whatever, it's no big deal. They had to show whichever tracks were probably part of that competition, you know? Yeah. Uh, Nick, what Sir? were your thoughts on Neil Blomkamp's Gran Turismo? I enjoyed it significantly more than I thought I would. <laughs> uh, and I, honestly, I kind of went in not like terrible expectations, but I think reasonable given the premise and the director and subject matter and <laughs> Orlando Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> some of the gamer cheese that was throughout, but 
I uh, I liked it a lot. It's got the it's got the handicap going for it that it's a racing movie, and for some reason, racing movies seem to um, seem to just work for me. Almost, I can't even think of a racing movie I've seen that I didn't like. Really, have an <laughs> awesome time actually. Uh, I'm sure there's one somewhere, but at any rate, they're they're always they always sneak up on me. Like I, I'll watch one just on a whim because I'm like I heard it was good, and then by the end, I'm just like just like so into it and that's kind of the way this one was too they have that they have that momentum uh, that just builds and builds and by the end you're just like hyped uh i still think about i'm so envious that uh gojo worked in a theater still when speed racer came out because he said mm. he was in the theater watching speed racer and he said that in like the big climax of speed racer which if you've seen it you understand is just so sick. And he said that like literally people in the theater were like clapping and like standing up because it's so good. <laughs> and it's visually just so, so awesome. Uh, but at any rate, yes, yeah, so this movie definitely has a lot of that going for it. Um, the first like 15 or so 15 to 20 was kind of a slog. I was like, Oh boy, thinking this, if this is what we're in for, because I actually checked my watch at one point. I specifically wore my watch that had the Indiglo because I thought <laughs> I might need to reference this a couple times. And uh, <laughs> mercifully, it was only kind of at the beginning. But I do remember there was uh, there was a part there early on where I looked and I just did the little and checked the time. And I thought, oh, my God, this movie's like two hours and 15 minutes. And <laughs> uh, there's so much more of this to go. But then it just gets better and better and better. And I, I did end up really, really liking it. I would watch it again for sure. I don't know about the theater. Um, cause it's hard for me to get to the theater period, um, at this point in my life, but I would definitely watch it streaming and probably really enjoy it again. I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, David Harbour is so great in this and he has carved out, I think a really cool niche for himself where he's like, he just can do a lot more than I think he probably gets credit for. He's already done it, I guess, in stranger things, uh, He's, he's been so funny and he's been so emotional and so tough and so vulnerable. And he could just do a lot with that mug of his. And, uh, he's got I just major awesome. dad vibes. Like he's just a Super dad, dad vibes. dude. Yeah. yeah. He really embodies dad. Like him and Rob Delaney should just be like dads in a movie together. Oh my God. <laughs> Cause they're just cut from the same dad cloth, which is denim. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but David Harbour also called dad. Is it dad, denim or is it mode? flannel? It might be flannel. Actually, Delaney is the it's, flannel. It's oh, the flannel. Sure. It's flannel line denim. Is what they it could is. be buddy cops called <laughs> denim and flannel or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be oh really God. good. And Ron Perlman can be the the chief. Ron Perlman's like he's like dad, but he's not like anyone's dad that you know because he's just like. <laughs> He's a dad's really? dad, you know? Honorary yeah. dad. Like, him and, like, Denzel would be, like, the top dads. And uh, <laughs> Denzel, I wouldn't want him as a dad. The rest would just trickle, you know, underneath the other dads. So, yeah, anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, just David to jump Harbor's in real great. quick. Uh, I don't know. I didn't realize that uh, the mom was played by Ginger Spice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, no that's, shit. like, crazy to me. But um, that's cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't realize until the credits when I saw her name, and I was like, oh, she shit. She was good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah well. they, I think they acting across the board, except for Orlando Bloom. I just don't like Orlando Bloom. <laughs> I remember saying to Alex uh, at the end, I said, Luke Evans could have played this and done it 
much better, in my opinion. I mean, I mean he was he was fair. He, he was, was a fair. solid douchebag. I felt. Yeah, that is probably part of. Well, he was supposed to be. I think at the beginning they positioned him as kind of the hero of the whole thing, like the brain, the brains who comes up with it. But then by the end, yeah. he's kind of he's not an antagonist, but you're just kind of like, eh, get, get this guy out of here. Like he doesn't, he's 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 the cheesiest part of the whole movie. Yeah. Like yeah. his overall like demeanor and everything was very hokey to me. But beyond that, like he, he to me, he played such a minimal role in, in the scope of the whole film. Like I just didn't even care I, when he was on screen. I just feel like I can weirdly only take him seriously if he's a pirate or has elf ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, I think the the service that was done there is that the plot line was half baked. They didn't Extremely. quite commit. Um It could have done it could have done with even five more minutes of connective tissue for him. Yes. And a and a better actor would have been able to do more, I think, with the limited screen time. For sure. Because I know yep. what they were trying to do. They were trying to say this is a guy who's on like his last ditch effort to try to make a point and this is like his pipe dream, but he believes in it and like if you bring that energy that like Lee Pace from Halt and Catch Fire has where like this guy's got literally nothing, oh, but yeah. he's got this idea that he knows is really good. And if he can just get it right, it'll well, work. I think I think this is veering into spoiler Terry a little bit, but I feel like <laughs> the the where I want it, what you are going with sounds like a very like uplifting part of what he could take in this movie. I was going more along the lines of the sleazebag who is trying to rig it. Because that's kind of what it seemed like was implied. Uh, oh, for sure. In, in at least in like the key point of the movie, right? But um, you know, yeah. I think either way, if they would have done something more with it, it would have been fine. But in the end, this movie's so bloated they didn't have the time to do anything else with it. Honestly, yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. So, I, I don't. I can't think of what I would cut. But I just think that character could have been a little more interesting. Yep. Um. So it's not entirely his fault, but he just didn't help the cause uh, mm-hmm. for me anyway. I know. It'll probably work for a lot of other people. Uh, but the action was great. The gamer stuff was a little dorky. The transitions to like the the holograms of the car around him going back and forth from sim mode. I didn't really care for that. Uh, but I guess I get it. They want to market this to the youths. But I don't know how many youths are going to be stoked about a Gran Turismo movie anyway. So I feel like they, they, they don't even they want just... to drive. <laughs> Right, that's, yeah, that's, that's the kind thing of is the like, main thrust of the movie. <laughs> that's the thing is, is Gran Turismo in and of itself is a very niche game. Like, it, uh, like driving yeah. simulators of that nature are very, very, very focused niche. Yeah. To, to to make a movie of it that makes it this cool looking and interesting to play is going to make people want to buy this game. Like straight, like I walked out of the theater and was like, I'll buy it right now. Is it interesting? I think it's going to make dads want to buy this game. Like, I think, I think we are the target demographic for this movie. I would be be really curious. I would be really curious to see what like, like people under twenty would would think of this. If they really missed, this should have been a this should have been a Father's Day release. Honestly, like I don't. (laughs) There's no other time. Like the the other thing I would say is like I don't I don't know like um. What I don't know what the esports community is like for racing sims. Like I'm assuming it exists to some extent, but like, well, obviously, yeah. E- esports are growing still. Like, I'm mean, Oakland University has an esports team. Like, yeah. What the fuck, man? Uh so for for universities to start picking up esports, like this is probably gonna like at least 
ignite some of that, you know, elsewhere. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just, I'd be interested to see like what, where, um, what grows out of this because of this movie being a thing and being done as well as it has. It's not like the Warcraft movie made anybody go out and play, play Warcraft. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, yeah, that that was already on the down slope. That was a solid game movie. But yeah, uh, we had we had that conversation in the car. Yeah, <laughs> talking about yeah, we did. Duncan Jones and uh, and um, Neil, uh, Blomkamp. Neil Blomkamp's career trajectories and some of their choices. Weirdly, but Duncan similar. has more hits, I think, than than misses. Yeah. Um, I I will say yes. I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would, uh, which is good for my enjoyment, but maybe bad for the movie and its marketing. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't have any real faith that the movie is going to do all that well. Um, but you know, I, I think, I think there's probably an hour 45 of really great movie in there and there's 30 minutes of just bloat. And like, I agree with you, John, that I liked the documentary style stuff at the beginning. I just wish it wasn't in this movie. I wish it was an actual documentary about yeah, the that, making of the what series. I mean. it's like if, if they broke out of that or if like, if, if somewhere no clip is just like, Hey, here's the Gran Turismo documentary because the yeah. movie's coming out, you know, like they, maybe they already did that and it's in, it's in the pocket. They just got to throw it at everybody. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I don't know, but, but I would be totally into watching that separate from this movie. Like, I think I, it for, would be really cool to watch how they used to make Gran Turismo and how they make Gran Turismo today. And I think that would be a yeah, really based interesting, on like what the limitations used to be. And then all yep. of the technology that's available to them now. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be cool. Um, uh, David Harbour carries this movie, as you guys have said, without a doubt, although there are some other very good performers in the movie. Um, Jimon Hansu, you know, and let me say, let me say this. We didn't really get a whole lot of racing in IMAX until, you know, like, I don't know, 30 minutes into the movie or so. Jimon Hansu's voice in IMAX is great. He's just got such a great voice. Like it was like a it was a perk of seeing the movie in IMAX that you get to hear Jimon Hansu's bassy voice come out of the IMAX sound system, which is not <laughs> something I was expecting, but it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, the other thing is like I did end up this movie did make me curious enough to go and read more about <clears throat> the real life Jan Mardenborough, who's the main character of the movie, you know, not spoiling any of the actual like events of what occur in this movie but um they did kind of like remix some of his career in order to synthesize a more dramatic story and i think that's okay you know i don't know how many people are gonna walk out of this movie thinking like oh this is a thousand percent true it's all very real though i'm sure (laughs) <laughs> yes, but it is like it is it is very it is a very like the story itself is very compelling even in just the couple sentences you can read about it. Yeah, and I think it is. I think the movie does the story a little bit of a disservice in the fact that it feels a little bit too much like a PlayStation commercial as opposed to committing to actually telling the story of what actually happened. So I think um I think it's worth seeing if you're listening to a review about the Gran Turismo movie and you're somewhat interested in it, you'll probably enjoy this movie. And I think it it would be worth seeing. Um, There are some very funny parts in the movie. um, And I really think 
it was remarkable to me how hard it was for me to tell what was CG and what wasn't in terms of the racing. I think that is maybe one of the most, um, one of the highest praises I can sing of the movie is the fact that like, there wasn't a part of me, like I, I bought it all is the thing. And so, you know, other than, you know, the parts where they show the car, like flying apart aside him because it's transforming into, you know, his bedroom or whatever, like that stuff, obviously, <laughs> you know, CG. That but was real. The actual racing all felt really real. It felt very urgent. It, it showed very well. I, I very much enjoyed that stuff. And so I think, um, you know, Gran Turismo worth a watch if you're someone who would want to go see a Gran Turismo movie. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a great wanna... point. The, the 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 CG was really hard to differentiate. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. But Blomkamp has always had a a real knack for amazing animation in his movies. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, we joked about it too on the way out that how much of the game engine did they use to like make that, you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> That's the crazy thing is that like that's a like the game is very much a tool for a lot yeah. of this stuff of like, you know, they spend so much time making these things photoreal, like why wouldn't that be why wouldn't there be a better pipeline of taking these games and using them to make the the CG for the movies? So yeah, um, and I'd, I'd also I would like to also see an actual documentary of the real event and racing and everything. I'm assuming they have all the media from you know the whole experience of you know that that Jan went through. Yeah, uh, so it would be cool to actually like see that in contrast to the movie itself. You know that maybe that exists somewhere. I don't I don't really know, but uh, I would be interested in watching that on top of just a general Gran Turismo documentary because I think that would be sweet. Yeah, I don't know if they did, because the GT Academy, I don't know if they did more, um, if they did a whole lot of press or anything around it, but they certainly should have if they didn't, so um, who knows? We might see something come out of it um, at a later date, but do you guys feel like we need to go into spoilers? Is there anything really spoilery that we want to talk about? I don't really think so. There's a couple um, scenes I, w- I would just touch on that I really loved. All right, like we're from deeper be... in the from deeper in the story, but nothing nothing wild. Let's go into spoiler Terry right now. I don't have a bumper for spoiler Terry because we didn't really have one. We just played some of the theme song, and I didn't set that up. But uh, I could play the same hit I did before, but I'm not going to. So we're now in spoiler Terry for Neil Blomkamp's Gran Turismo. And uh, Nick, what would you like to talk about in Spoiler Terry? I th- I really liked the whole uh, man. Now these characters, none of them have names. Uh, <laughs> what was the? Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up just so I can. I got the it. cast pulled up right the now. Degree of intelligence. Uh, when Jan and uh, was Audrey his girl? His girl, yes. his gal pal, Audrey. Yep. Okay, so yes, when Jan and Audrey were gallivanting around Tokyo, I like. I really liked that whole sequence. I thought that was really cool. Um, it was nice to see him be able to act like a young kid and just kind of be carefree for like really the only first and really only time of the movie. It was pretty cool. I think that guy who plays Jan is really good. Actually, I've forgotten his name because, like I said. I'm, Really I don't want to butcher his last name, but his first name's Archie. Yeah, Archie. He, he was Arch in Midsummer apparently, and I don't oh, really? remember him. Oh, from that. yeah, yeah, he was. Okay, yeah, he's good. I mean, I I think 
I kind of expected for like a video game adaptation sort of like this. I just kind of expected the lead to kind of be like serviceable. I was really impressed with how good he was. Uh, but anyway, that whole sequence I really liked. Uh, I loved the scene of him and David Harbour. Um, the the moment when David Harbour talks about missing racing. I thought that scene was so effective. And he just like, he's just so good. He can do so much with so little. Like, it was like a light in his eyes. And I like bought, I was like, man, that guy used to race cars. Like, it, it was just, <laughs> he sold it so well with such... Yeah, I'm sure mediocre dialogue. If you look at the page and read the script, you'd probably be like, "Well, this is boilerplate as as all get out." But he just he just did his thing, man. He's so good. I thought that scene was so compelling, and uh, the way he described it, it just it was it was beautiful. Um, I thought the scene of Jan kind of him and Jan visiting the site of the wreck uh, was pretty dweeby. That one I did not like. I thought that was really goofy and kind of ham fisted. Uh, but it just kind of made me laugh almost. I was like, Oof, this is yeah, I feel like, so that was one of the things, I don't know, John and Brian, if you saw, but the, that accident did happen to Jan, but it was later in his career. It was a couple of years gotcha. after he started. And yeah, so it was I not think in his formative run, I think that maybe like his makes third it third race. Yeah. It makes it feel a little bit more forced when you make it his third race and she's like, I'm never racing again. <laughs> I think for the drama for, of the story oh, yeah. it works, but it doesn't quite track in terms of, you know, real yeah. life. I, it does make just, sense. I was just thinking that uh, back to the earlier conversation about the youths not driving, seeing that kind of thing on the in the IMAX or whatever wouldn't make you want to drive. That's for <laughs> sure. They would, yeah. You would cancel your Nürburgring plans. Yes. <laughs> That scene was crazy, though. When that thing took off like a sail, I was like, oh, shit. I could that totally was, uh... see that happening. Having yeah, I didn't... played that track a lot. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know <laughs> if it was if he was just if it was going to like him, him skyrocketing into the sun being like, all right, this is how his career took off or something like that. And then, no, he actually like crashes into it's actually, a person. Yeah, physics. And, yeah. yeah, that's that's cool. But, yeah. Um, yes, uh, I liked I liked that they brought his teammates around in the end to kind of be his boys or his, his what would be adversaries became his, his wingmen at Le Mans. Uh, yeah. Even, uh, even I guess those, those... The, I was going to say the Le Mans race in general, like I didn't know much about Le Mans beforehand and the fact that it is 24 hours and you're racing in a team and all that type of stuff, I think uh, really compelling and interesting to kind of, it, it's amazing. It's insane. I, it's nuts. I think Le Mans is seriously one of the most impressive things humanity does. It's like, <laughs> it's great. Like I just, and I, I'm sure that that's a ridiculous statement, but like, it's just wrapping my head around the idea that you're not just driving for like, you're racing. Like you're, it's yeah. not like you can just drive and like kind of shut your brain off and go on autopilot. No, Every second matters. Every turn matters. The entire 24 hours, it's crazy to me. Even if you're breaking it up into three hours, like, what's a lap on Le Mans? Like, how many laps is that you do in three hours? It's, well, he it's set a record, nuts. right? Three minutes and 14 seconds or something like that was the, yeah. it was, and that Jan actually did that in real life. Uh, mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, that just that shit melts my brain. That that's it's, it's crazy. Like, because I don't, I I, I, <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of racing movies. So correct me if I'm wrong. But how often are they showing in racing movies like the physical training that a driver goes through to ready their body for the endurance needed to take to do a a, a race like that? Like those endurance mm. races are called endurance races for a reason. I mean, they yeah. you, and and like I think back to and this sounds this sounds like I'm you know I'm putting myself in the driver's seat over here, but like. <laughs> Anytime I've gone to like cart to cart, right? Like think about the times you've ever gone to cart to cart, indoor cart racing for those who live in in Michigan. Uh, And those are fast go karts and they don't have power steering. And I don't know if any of these like other cars do probably not because they try to be as lightweight as possible to get really ridiculous speeds. But like Hmm, it is hard to turn that wheel. Mm-hmm. It, it is difficult to turn that wheel or to like hold a turn for as long as you need to. So like you kind of do need some upper body strength to do that like kind of stuff, you know, and you got to be able I when it was uh, one of the drivers in the in the Le Mans race. They they Le Mans, not Le Mans, Le Mans, the Le Mans class, Lemons. Uh, <laughs> the Lemons class, the class uh, race. Uh, the one one of the drivers on his team started cramping up and they had to pull him early. Like you don't think about these things as like average per- people like watching races yeah. on TV or anything. But like these drivers do have to go through a lot of physical training and they show that they show they show all the all the all these gamers getting their asses kicked by David Harbor, you know, on uh, like uh, going out for the morning run. You know, one that that line from the trailer where the kid throws up on the on the grass. He's like, you threw up on my lawn through the bullhorn, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I but, love yeah, you know, running. And he says, this must be a first for a lot of you. Him, him, him picking on the nerds could have been very, very cringy, but I just found it very funny. Even I'm his you mad bro, it all. his you it mad all. bro over the headset to, um, to Jan, yeah. I just fucking love. The man deserves I, every dollar. He deserves yep. two dollars more for every dollar he made in this movie. <laughs> like he, he, yeah, there. This movie would not work without him. Honestly, it's yeah. There's enough good elements, but they would not. They would not rise above like it would for him. Um, uh, you guys, if you haven't seen Ford versus Ferrari, I cannot oh, recommend that's it a good highly one. enough. It yeah, is such not. an awesome movie in general, but its whole Le Mans uh, portion of the story is just so good, and it it makes it makes the grueling nature of it even more apparent than this movie did. What's the smallest I mean, size screen I should watch that on? <laughs> listen, all right, I watched. Do you ask that question because I told you how I watched it? No, I'm dead serious because I, like I most often will probably watch it in the living room, which is like 50 inch television. But I have okay. a 60 inch television upstairs. Watch, so obviously, or larger. So I downloaded that movie on a whim. I'd, I'd heard it was like solid, but no one ever like really told me. I had it on my phone, and I watched <laughs> it on a plane, and I could not look away. I literally, I sat like this. So really, it was like having a big screen, but I sat like this for like two hours and 40 minutes and did not. And every time someone came by, asked me if I wanted something. I was like, waving them away. Like, no, no, no. And I was glued to it. I was so into it. And when it ended, I was like, oh, my God, that was so good. And I had the actual like, you know, in headrest screen with all these other movies available. But I watched Ford versus Ferrari like this, like a total idiot. But I was so into it. And it like I had my uh, AirPods in. So I had like decent sound. And man, it just worked. So on that small of a screen, it was so awesome. I actually have not watched it since on a on a regular screen, but I would love to because nah. it's 
the story, the racing is great. The actual story is great. The acting is awesome. Uh, it's great. You should oh, also watch Rush because Rush is also really good. Mm. Uh, have you seen that one, Brian? I have not. Rush I've is also very the, cool. The old uh, Le Mans movie from like the 70s with Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. That one was yeah. all right. Not not as intense as Ford v Ferrari for sure. Yeah, Ford versus Ford versus Ferrari is so good. And Need uh, for right, Speed, right? right? We're gonna add that one to the list here. Well, yeah, <laughs> that so that's a given. That I would love to watch that um, as a counterpoint to this and talk about that versus this. I know that I we did. Down, we did Need for Speed on the film nerds. Like 10 I went years back ago. and listened to our Warcraft episode, which then prompted me to go back and listen to our Need for Speed episode just to get <laughs> just look. I didn't actually listen to the reviews in either of them, but just like listening to the lead up to both of them was very good. The Need for Speed talked... was like 2014, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it was. Uh, so yeah. that's all up there on the Film Nerds feed for people Almost to listen 10 years to ago. if they would like. Um, but yeah, I it's time uh, for a revisit ten years later. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> We should just re. We should just review everything ten years ago. Everything that came out <laughs> ten years ago. We'll just do it so in the you, same uh-huh. order. Yeah. So you'll know what our schedule is and everything. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this is uh, cool. It's cool. Even if they uh, kind of remixed his career and life, the fact that they had so many, uh, so many instances to draw upon for one movie. I, I would have gone into this much more excited if I had known the extent of the story, like the whole GT Academy and all that. Uh, being real and him being this young kid and uh, I feel like the marketing is kind of failing it in that regard because that yes. to me yeah. is crazy compelling the fact that and as they're like oh true story a gamer you know got the race but I just I don't know the there's the no un- part of that when you hear the words Gran Turismo movie you don't know any of that is coming right and I yeah, like absolutely so- Yes, there's trailers out there, but I don't know how many people are going to be like, I'm going to watch a trailer for the Gran Turismo movie expecting something more than, like, say, Need for Speed. You know, not that Need for Speed is bad. It's very good for what it is, but, you know, just a different... Yeah, it's interesting. I think given given the nature of it and what they're up against, uh, it was it was su- very successful to me, anyway. Oh, good. I liked it. I liked cool. it. It'd be cool to see if they can adapt other video games in a similar way but this one is so unique because of the basis it's it's honestly genius whoever at the at a studio was like well this guy did that we can make a movie out of that and like have it be not only a a a, a sony thing but like a a, such a video game centric thing it's pretty crazy for sure weird for sure it's cool that it's racing too did it have, have any of you guys ever been to any sort of race no I mean, I when uh, when I was like sixteen, I went to the J Body meetup in Ohio for all the Cavalier drivers because that was cool, and uh, and I and I watched some drag races on the strip, and I actually Ooh. sat in my brother's car, uh, which at the time was running fourteens for a Cavalier, which is pretty fast for a quarter mile uh, drag race for a, for a Cavalier, a Chevy Cavalier. <laughs> Um, Chevrolet Cavalier, a Chevrolet Cavalier, <laughs> Chevrolet Cavalier, and I actually I think one of uh one of their like one of my brothers one of one of Andy's friends Andy and Jason's friends really uh Jay I I believe he has a Cavalier that runs like 
twelves or something like that, which is ridiculous. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I, I like that's that's the most I've done of any racing or seen or watched or anything. I had a friend, uh, a, a girl I grew up with who was into quarter midget racing, um, the little like the little race cars that lead into like the heavier duty. Like, I don't know if it's like NASCAR mm. or whatever style they get into, but um, she was she was pretty good for a while and then kind of fell out of it. But um, yeah, that's about it. I haven't I've never been to a, an actual race and like the grand prix just happened not too long ago uh, long ago yeah here, right? yeah you should try to go to the grand prix or, or something in the future the grand prix is actually in the city now again and not in belle isle i've been yeah. uh twice when it was on belle isle and um yeah racing was like one of those sports that i was like yeah it's on tv whatever pretty much my whole life until i'd been to a race and then it makes you at least understand the appeal. Even yeah. na- even like NASCAR, where it's like, all right, they're just turning for hours. <laughs> uh, turning left. Turning left for three hours and 300, whatever it is. Uh, once you go to something like that and you really see it, though, and you get you get caught up in the atmosphere of it and you you You, you need the scale the sights and, and the sense of it. speed and all of those oh, things. Because you, st- when you're stationary and they just all whip by you, and you feel it in your rumbling in your chest and everything. It's so cool. There's like nothing like it. It's oh, awesome. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> when you get yeah. hit by a wheel. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Pure adrenaline. <laughs> All right. I think those are our thoughts on Neil Blomkamp's Gran Turismo. This has been an episode of the Midwest Filmers podcast. Kylex Y. Go watch a movie.